0: Warning, the show you're about to listen to is real as fuck. If real as fuck offends you, please go to another podcast. You're listening to Mikanos Unfiltered. Hey y'all, what's up? It's me, Mikanos, and welcome back to Mikanos Unfiltered. This is the end of chapter three. As some of you may know, I refer to my seasons as chapters because I believe this is just one big story. Uh, Any journey in life is a story, so that's why I refer to them as chapters. It's somewhat poetic. (laughs) I like to imagine I'm that deep. Anyway, um, today's message is going to be a little brief. Uh, It started off as a Facebook post I was going to do before I started my week. But it just got a little long and I'm sure for a lot of you that even know about my podcast, you'd rather hear it than read it. So I decided to stop typing and start talking. Um, As I'm sure you can tell by the title. This is dealing with, uh, you know, relations between the genders. I touched on this in my last episode and my message I just wanted to get it out for today um originally feminism for me um feminism in general it was meant to promote equality in the workplace and society for both sexes it was kind of female lives matter in a sense it wasn't that male lives didn't matter but At that point in time the female life was struggling and no one cared Um, as it is put the female is the mule of the world that is an old-time saying and was very true for a long time Um, but now we're coming into our own my thing is while I see that we are finally getting a lot more respect than we were before It is, now this is from my point of view, it is seemingly also contributing to a lot of the struggle in relations between male and females. You know, feminism was meant to get us to a a leveled playing field, get us both to an equal playing field. And lately, feminism has become more of a gender war zone where men and women compete against each other. And I don't like that. I mean, now, instead of talking about how the woman's input is very vital, how the woman deserves to work, how the woman needs to do more than just grin and bear it, have now turned into debates over who hurt whom and, you know, all this other mess. And, you know, we're all aware of the issues that plague us. But instead of addressing them, you know, instead of combating the issues, we're combating each other. You know, it seems like everyone is basically fighting to see who can be the biggest victim. You know, the men are like, "Women ain't shit." Women are like, "Men ain't shit." And you know, while we're stating those, state making those statements. We're playing it out. The women who are saying men ain't shit are treating men like shit. And the men who are saying women ain't shit are treating the women like shit. And, you know, instead of combating to see who can be the biggest victim, we really need to change our efforts. Because it seems like everyone is just using their experience as kind of like a scapegoat for their negative behavior. You know, hey, I was hurt, so I'm going to hurt people. You know, I was molested, so I'm going to hurt people. I'm not going to molest anyone, so I'm not as bad as the person that molested me, but I'm still going to treat men or treat women like shit because that man or woman that molested me when I was younger. That is what I'm seeing. You know, I questioned a friend of mine about their troubling behavior, and we talked about it. And they revealed how they were sexually assaulted when they were younger and they think that plays in. And my biggest question was, now this was 20 something years ago when this all happened. You're now, you know, in your mid thirties without giving too much away. You're now in your mid thirties and you're still being a victim. And not that you can put a time limit on you know, um, on hurt but at what point does that hurt become fuel for good at what point do you take control of the hurt and remember what I said last podcast repurpose it for better things I think it's time that we unite we don't have to play games while engaging with each other that's a part of the problem right there. We're, we feel so hurt and we're not going to let a, another person hurt us. Hurt is inevitable because unfortunately, no matter how many of us decide to change, there's still going to be people that refuse to change. They're still going to hurt. But what you can do is choose how you let that hurt affect you and how you let your hurt self affect others. Now, we were literally created to procreate with each other. It's evident by our anatomy and how our bodies work. It takes male sperm to fertilize a female egg. We are physically meant to procreate with each other. But humans, unlike other mammals, they form long-term bonds. Now, there are some mammals um, that tend to form long-term bonds, but there are a few mammals that change every mating season. And um, we were meant to form bonds and unions. Now, these bonds are meant to assist in the progression of our species. Us coming together is meant to provide security from physical threats. Um, It's meant to provide stability Today's woman can work. Today's woman can earn decent wages. So now that we're earning decent wages, the households can struggle less. Or you would think. Um, But it seems that with all of this progression that's been made, you know, now women are getting decent wages and now, men of all races are thriving, even though they're still, still, as we've seen in the last couple of weeks, still plenty. I mean, freak, the last couple of decades, really, there's still plenty issues plaguing different races. However, there's more that we can do about it now. Um, Just to briefly mention, you know, Black men and black women are progressing at a rate that is just remarkable. Black women have been starting businesses and black men have been starting businesses in, in fields once dominated by only one race. I mention that because black relationships see the harshest numbers and maybe at first the struggle tore us apart but when we're in a world where we can literally create something from nothing where we can create millions from a dollar even us as black folks why aren't black relationships and black households thriving That is a question. I feel like in the past, um, I was a part of the problem. You know, I had, I was in long-term relationships where I didn't treat the men like shit. Because quite frankly, black women start off making a lot more than black men without a trade. So I can literally go, you know, at 18, I literally went in to a retail position making a lot of money just off of commission. My hourly rate was like $2 and some an hour, but my commission for selling mo- uh, cellular devices was a lot. At the time, you know, my boyfriend, uh, my first boyfriend, he was working at a grocery store. I ended up making more, you know, uh, we didn't work out cause he was cheating, but you know, that's all in the past. Um, But I let that be my scapegoat for how I treated the next one. And the next one was working as well um, at a grocery store. And he and I were supposed to be something special. However, um, I was a little bit naggy because I felt like I was earning more. Therefore, I was doing more. Therefore, you know, he should be doing more. I let the times that should have been full of love and intimacy be filled with arguments and pettiness. You know, there was a little bit of resentment because I had taken, I, taken, I had, um, I had taken my bills up to a point where I was living paycheck to paycheck and was resentful of how he, while working a job that paid him less, still was not you know, hurting for cash like I was. Um, and so instead of accepting the fact that, and I don't think I ever told him this, so if he listens, he'll know. But instead of addressing the fact that maybe I spend too much of for the wrong things and I subscribe to different things that are unnecessary, especially at the point I was financially, you know, it's all good when you come from Coming out of high school and going into the workforce, and you're making what you would consider to be decent money, but then you have these things, these expenses. Now, rent. My rent at the time was only four ninety-five a month uh, for a two-bedroom apartment, and I didn't have a car note because my mother bought me a car. You know what I mean, and. There were a lot of expenses I didn't have, so I should have had leftover money. I was in a commission position at that time during the second relationship um, at a cable company. and I was making decent commission. I wasn't at the top of my you know of the commission board, but I was doing well enough and I saved nothing. I spent. We ate takeout all the time. I could have cooked. you know My mom even tried to tell me like you should cook for this man. And I was like, no, I work. He should cook. He works less than me. I mean, that was my attitude. And I'm kind of giving this overview of how I was. So maybe someone can learn from it. Because at 30, after playing all the games and treating men like shit when I was younger, I'm now a more nurturing woman. Um, I read the Willie Lynch letter. And that really inspired me. I don't know if it's a hoax or not. But it, it really gave a lot of insight. Because growing up, you know, God bless my mother. But growing up, she was so hurt. And she always taught us, we don't need a man. We need to do things on our own. And the goal for me was always getting money not having a family not um, securing for the future which I really should have thought of the securing for the future wasn't really her fault it's more so mine because every time I got a, a large amount of money I spent it but my goal was never to achieve a union And when I was younger, you know, I had people that were interested in long term relationships to grow into more and my actions, you know, fucked that up. And when I read the Willie Lynch letter, you know, it took it took me a while of getting over the anger of different parts of that letter. But then I I told myself I was not going to be I was not going to be the person that Kept the cycle going. I'm just not. So I started changing little by little. Um, you know, I had a relationship after that. And it, you know, I was still a little stuck in my ways. I tried to be more nurturing. But my, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Sometimes you just kind of get mad at seeing someone work less. Um, so I was, I was a little demeaning to a grown ass man and of course he decided now the the first two relationships I ended things but this relationship he ended with me you know one day he messaged me while I was at work saying he doesn't know if he can do this I told him I'll give him a call on my lunch break I called him on my lunch break and he says yeah he definitely can't do it now lately he had been self-employed um And I didn't like how he was doing it. So I would always nag him about how he should do this and how he should do that. And I wasn't, you know, there's a way you can suggest things to people. And there's a way that you can make someone feel like shit. And I was on that mode of, well, I'm just trying to be helpful. So if I make you feel like shit, it's because you're in your feelings. And ultimately he thought he was holding me back. And while I didn't feel like he was holding me back, I couldn't stop him or convince him for feeling like that since I always seemed to be angry at the fact that he wasn't working a regular job and since I always tried to discourage him from how he wanted to do things and I didn't do it in a way that makes sense. I just yelled and barked orders and he was so accommodating that he just took it till he couldn't take it anymore. We never had a yelling back and forth argument. I normally nag, nag, nag and he normally just said, okay, okay. He just took it till he couldn't take it. Um, so after that relationship, I realized there's a lot of work I need to do. I stayed single for a while. I mean, I dated, you know, casually, but I stayed single. Um, going into, I, I tried to. I, I prematurely went into two small relationships, like literally less than a month, um, and tried to be more nurturing but was still playing games in a way and that kind of messed everything up you know um and one one relationship I um you know it was kind of like if you don't text me in 12 hours then you don't want to be here and I literally text that and so he he didn't text And then when we finally talked he said I didn't know who you thought you were talking to But it was too late now Because I would already considered myself single He had already considered himself single I had already started dating again He started dating again But by the time we finally talked He said that that was what it was He didn't like how I talked to him Um After that you know I don't know I should learn more about him So this one really doesn't fit in what I'm talking about So I won't even go over that story Um, but my most recent relationship is where I knew that I had reached where I'm supposed to be as far as a companion. I was nurturing. I cooked, you know, I cleaned, I compromised, compromised a lot. My friends would tell you and they would yell at me for it, but it wasn't their relationship. I was the one that wanted it to work in this very adult relationship where this man was 12 years, my, my senior. So I did a lot of compromising. Um, but the thing with one sided compromise is eventually you're going to run out. And so now where I'm compromising and okay, and sure, dear, how can I make you feel better? What can I do for you? You know what I mean? Um, you get tired of that. And I finally was able to see where my one relationship went bad, you know, because he was always sure, yeah, no problem, okay, and I was always blah, 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 barking, you know, he just kind of took it, and so I couldn't take it, and so I ended it, but it was a learning experience because it had finally showed me that everything I could be I was able to put into practice because you can say you're ready to make a change but it's one thing to actually put it into practice I didn't know if I could be nurturing I had never been nurturing in past relationships so this was a man that you know required that he required different things he actually didn't require for me to cook for him but I cooked for him because his views on women were so crazy and I wanted to show him that there were still some good women out here. Um, but also I wanted to see if I could actually do it. Unfortunately, because he wasn't prepared mentally for a woman like me, um, he didn't get to enjoy it because there was always negativity around it. He thought me being nurturing was me trying to get him to marry me, but he made it very clear that he was never wanting to get married and never wanting to have kids when we started dating. I was fine with that. But then there were other things that came out that were initially, you know, not a big issue, and they turned into a big issue. So, you know, I moved on. I ended it. And we never we haven't seen each other. And this was back in November. And now, you know, I'm still 30, because this ended when I was 30, but I'm still 30. I know I'm nurturing. And I know what I want to be, and I want to be a companion. And while I'm still single right now, it's it's not out of not being able to find anyone to be in a relationship with. It's out of making sure that my next relationship is my best relationship and it's the right choice. I don't want to rush things and in the past I would have these little time limits in my head like oh if he don't ask me to be his girl in two months, three months, whatever I'm not talking to him anymore and it doesn't have to be like that. We keep making up reasons to break off, you know, growing bonds. And it's not to our benefit. It's not to our benefit at all. And I think that comes from this gender world we have going on. So I mention all that to say that we need to get on a different page. And, and, and I don't want to make this a race thing because I see this in every race. Um... So, I'm not focusing on individual races because this is happening. It is in white society, even though they tend to last a little longer than um, black folks. I I see where, you know, in my area, you know, I talk to people of all different, you know, races and a lot of them have been married and don't care to be married again or have broken bonds or have cheated and done this and done that and Men ain't shit, you know? Men ain't shit to all women right now, you know? Most women, I'm not even gonna say most, you know, around 80% of women will tell you men ain't shit, and hell yeah, and drink to it, you know what I mean? And it's, we're literally meant to be together, guys. Like, we're literally meant to be together. We were created for each other. We don't even have to go to religion, just look at your anatomy. And then some people will point out, well, what about gay people? not gonna touch on that okay because I'm not gay and I have an opinion but it wouldn't benefit this conversation anyway you know for those of us that are heterosexual we're literally made for each other and for some reason it's becoming a fight you shouldn't have to conquer a man to be with him. Well, I'ma leave him and he gon' know what he got and then he'll come crawling back. I don't want a man to come crawling back. You know what I mean? I want a man to stay because he loves me and not stay out of fear for leaving, or me leaving, you know, or doing poorly without me. I want him to stay because he wants to. And, you know, um, I don't like the games we're playing. You know, this world, it seems like divorce, which used to be a last resort. Divorce used to be a last resort. And now it's, you know, plan B instead of plan, you know, freaking Z. And um, I don't like it. Our unions have lost their value. I mean, broken homes and and people don't realize how much this contributes to our society. So they're like, girl, you know, relationships are the least of our problems, but they're really not. They're the base of our problems or the foundation of our problems or the root of our problems because broken homes grow into broken generations, which break our society. You know what I mean? Our society is broken and we can blame the cops for killing these people and blame people for killing each other. And then we can blame, you know, each other for engaging in activity and then it goes down. So you can blame the person for engaging in activity that leads to him being killed and that leads to someone else being killed by the cop that, you know, that's doing everything. But when it comes down to it, it's not an excuse, but it's an understanding that the person doing the activity came from a home where he where he may have saw that that was the best way, where he wasn't taught otherwise, or if he was taught otherwise, for some reason, once he got out there in the real world, he felt differently. But home is the foundation. Most people are influenced by their home and by their upbringing. When you see a long-term relationship, you know, you aspire to have a long-term relationship. But kids are growing up in broken homes, you know, and vowing to themselves that they would never let their home break. But instead of trying to be better for a union, they put the union lower on their priority list. But they're still out there having sex. They're still out there having unprotected sex. And so now we have broken homes with HIV affecting everyone we have broken homes with kids born out of wedlock that do not give a fuck about a union or if they do give a fuck they're so desperate to not repeat the mistakes of the people before them that they jump into any union in a rush which ends in divorce which ends in more negativity. Hell divorce can bankrupt people. Men and women. It's not just the men that are screwed in a divorce. The women are sometimes screwed too. You know. And marriage should never be. An added expense. With two incomes. And with teamwork. It should work. Um, there was a guy I worked with. His name was Nigel. I always love listening to nigel talk about his wife not because i aspire to be a wife but because hearing him say everything kind of reconfirmed what i always thought you know or not always but what i feel currently that a marriage should be nigel would talk about how you know he doesn't have to do overtime he and his wife have two incomes coming in they keep their costs down he had a man cave Uh, I don't know if she had a woman cave. I didn't ask. I I only took the information. I tried not to ask too many questions. But I loved that Nigel loved being married. And they were young. Personally, I don't recommend people being married young. But I get how it can be a boost up when you marry young. If you do it right. But since the majority of us won't do it right. I recommend people taking time to find themselves first. But listening to my old co-worker he was doing it right you know and I'm not gonna lie sometimes I lurk a little bit on Facebook just to make sure they're still happy because that gives me hope it gives me hope that when done right it can be right even in today's society and it doesn't have to be forced You know what I mean? And sure, we have our differences. But let me tell you one thing. We got to stop encouraging each other to break up our homes over dumb shit. So granted, maybe your spouse is controlling with the money that they bring in. So now it's a power struggle in the house. You feel like you're being treated like shit. That's a conversation, one, that we need to have before we make anything official dating and let me talk about that dating is supposed to be the time you get to know someone that's why you're not supposed to rush it you should not rush it and you should not have unprotected sex and bring kids into a situation that we don't even know about yet and dating is for getting all of those answers and getting the real answers because as you know sometimes you have to ask a question about three times to get the right you know the real answer and For the people that are actually, you know, wanting relationships, it seems we jump into them too quick. No one is taking the time to truly get to know anyone. And I've been guilty of that plenty of times. So then when the truth comes out, it's, oh, it's time to break up because I can't deal with this. But had you taken maybe a year... I mean, some people, they're not going to wait a year to be in a relationship. And I get it. Sometimes a year is just too long. But had you taken more time, period, to get to know that person, to invite them into your space, to visit, um, to take trips together and do different things where you would be forced to learn more, you would know whether or not you want to be with someone. And then people are like, well, I don't want to waste time. I mean, time is fleeting. So... You shouldn't rush just to not waste time because you're going to rush into a bad marriage for seven years and then get divorced after seven years. And guess what? Whether you were married or dating for those seven years, the time was still wasted. If it, you know, if it didn't end with a lifelong union. So instead of considering it wasted time, how about you put pause on the marriage and actually date? actually date and let's not bring kids into the situation if we can help it you know sex is great there's too many options with condoms for people to just be out here fucking raw I'm sorry to put it like that but I have to it's there's too many options there's freaking there's freaking thin thin condoms there's non-latex condoms so there's no irritation but it still protects against stds um There's freaking birth control. Now, I get it. Some people are sensitive to birth control. I am. So that's why you got to make sure there's a condom handy. Make sure you know how to stop if something were to break. Make sure. And yes, it takes a little more effort to make sure. But wouldn't you say that's a lot more effort than it takes to raise a child in a broken home where the man's not there or the wife's not there or the woman's not there? A little effort for long-term gain. And I just, I just want us to look at unions as they're meant to be seen. They're not burdens. It is not a burden to have a wife. It is not a burden to have a husband if you pick the right person. How are you going to pick the right person? By actually courting them. Well, how are you going to court them? By not playing fucking games. But I've been hurt before. Okay. You've been hurt before, but if it's not stopping your bag, it shouldn't stop your courtship, period. Yes, it is hard. And if it is too hard for you to make the change yourself, go and see someone, uh, a mental health professional. Go and see a psychiatrist or psychologist, you know, or just a therapist. Like, go see someone who can talk you through it. It's worth it. We spend so much money and time on fighting each other when that time, money, and effort could be put to us coming together. Um There was a clip of Candace Owen um, and she's hated by Democrats quite a bit. But there was, you know, and I don't agree with, of the stuff she says but there's 20% that she's like right on the money but then it kind of segues into something else and you're just like girl you were just right but anyway um Candace Owens said that I believe it was back in the 60s um single mothers the rate at which um, black mothers were single was 20 23% I believe she said I'm not gonna pull the clip up but I'm just gonna touch on this and reference this real quick and then she said that was back in the 60s and and that was considered to be high and then today it's in the 70s 70% that means what is that so let's bump it up to 75 because I believe she said 73 so we're gonna round up to the nearest five um And say 75%. So 75%, that's three-fourths. So out of every four couples, three of them will break up and leave the woman without a spouse and to raise the kids on her own. Or, you know what I mean? Like, that is too fucking high and nobody cares. And, you know, people talk about abortion. People fight for abortion and the right to kill a fetus that you didn't want. And they use rape as a reason abortions should be allowed. When the data shows that I, I did, I did a um, podcast episode on this where I had the actual data up. Uh, the data shows that the mainly stated, the most common stated reasons for the abortions that they were seeking at the time was not rape. Okay. It was not even health issues. It was that one. They already had kids and they didn't want any more. Or two, they could not afford a child. So they either, one, already had kids. So they knew what children took and they still had another one. They knew how to get pregnant. They still had another one. Or the other one, which was they couldn't afford the child. So they knew they couldn't afford it, but they still had a child. Now we fought... Well, I didn't fight for abortion. I don't. I don't believe in abortion. I stand by that. But we're not going. We're going to move into that topic. People fight daily for the right to have an abortion. They fight daily for Black lives, and we fight daily for different injustices that plague, you know, different social groups that we belong to. But it seems that no one is fighting for love. No one is fighting for unity between. The genders right now. And, and we need to. Like recently with the Black Lives Matter. I've seen more conflict about men. And black men. And black women. And at one point there was a, a clip of a man. Who says we need to protect our women. They're ours. They, they are our women. Right. And I was excited. I was like this is what everyone needs to hear. And then a few days later. There's a. You know a group of, of, of men. Throwing a woman. In a dumpster, you know. There's different clips of quote unquote Karens and conflict between men and women, and you know, um, the Karen thing plays into the Black Lives Matter. But then the the black woman being thrown in the dumpster by these men, you know, um, a chick getting hit with a skateboard after she just rejected a guy. You know, it started up a lot of debate. Men this, men that, women this, women that. And y'all wonder why? Even Bootsy, this morning, I don't know if it was this morning or yesterday, actually, but I saw a post this morning where Lil Bootsy, you know, was mad that he only had a few of his kids for Father's Day because some of the women didn't want their kids around. And he says he stops to blame black women as a whole for the issues and of course in the comment now we got a fight going on we got black women and, 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 and black men fighting back and forth and then there's you know women and men fighting back and forth in the comments that weren't black so I don't want to make this a race issue because this issue is a society issue I don't know how it is in other countries but in this country in America marriage is losing its value long term commitment is losing its value and That is more of a liability than marriage, okay? Divorce, children born out of wedlock, that all is a liability. Because you get into these battles that cost money. You're paying legal fees to attain custody of your children. You know, all of this stuff that money could go to when we could really make the difference. So I'm not going to dwell on this too much longer. I feel like I've said enough to make somewhat of a point. um, Because I could really go all day. My intention was not to make this podcast this long. But um. I'll close this part. With a few quick things. One. We are not in competition against each other. So grow the fuck up. And unite. If you have work to do on yourself, then honey, work on yourself. Whether you're a man or a woman, work on yourself before you invite anyone else to your world. Two, let's control how many unnecessary things arise out of the hurt that we felt from the past. Yes, you may have been cheated on. Yes, you may have been molested. Yes, you may have been You know, rate, And it is horrible to be in a situation where you do not have a choice. Where you have been taken advantage of. Forcibly, you know, forcibly. How was I trying to put this? I'm sorry. Where you were forced to do things that you didn't want to do. But we must grow from it. Because that hurt. And if you're still feeling so hurt that you don't fuck with men, there's no reason for you to engage with men until you are done being hurt. Don't be hurt and believe men ain't shit and then go find a man to get up under. That's not going to do anything for you. That's not going to ease the pain. And if he's not with it, you're just going to see him as another man that hurts you. Totally neglecting your part in it. Not in the hurt that you felt from something very wrong, but the hurt you're feeling right now with this man who you only sought sought out trying to get over. You should not use a man to get over something. You meet a man when you're done getting over something. Because when you take negativity into a new relationship, whether it be a friendship or an intimate relationship, it only breeds more negativity because you are not ready The loneliness sometimes is hard to cope with. But that's when you seek out help. If you can't cope with yourself, what makes you think you're going to be able to cope with another party? Hmm? Feminism is doing such major things. We get equal wages We're starting off at the same dollar amount. Some places, some companies are still, you know, messing up. But now we're starting our own businesses. Able to attain grants and loans and things like that. All right. So stop using feminism as an excuse to treat men like shit. And men, stop using feminism as an excuse to treat women like shit. Just because a woman thinks she deserves more doesn't mean... You treat her less. You know what I mean? So, I say all that to say, make love, not war, you know, because we should not be at war with each other. And we should fight more for each other. We should fight for our unions. People cheat. And while cheating is horrible, you said for better or for worse. So now I'm talking to the married people. You said for better or for worse. So cheating is not even the worst. It's not the worst thing that can happen. It's up there, <laughs> but it's not the worst. And in these relationships that, um, you know, you're together but you're not married... That is your time to decide whether or not you want to get married. Don't settle just because, well, he's the only one that will marry me or she's the only one that will have me. If you see red flags at the beginning, matter of fact, you see red flags, that's why the dating period is, is, is should be longer. The dating period needs to be long to give yourself time for the realness to come out on both sides. You don't want a man not being able to deal with your morning face. Or your morning attitude or your menstrual attitude or this, that, and the third. Same for men. They don't want a woman that doesn't want to deal with their, you know, morning attitude, ball scratching, you know, whatever you guys do. (laughs) We notice these differences like after we get married and now we don't want to be married anymore. And then, you know, we've already had kids. Kids are an investment into the relationship. They're an investment into the future. You didn't have kids that are going to impact the future and you're supposed to feed them positivity but you got them surrounded by negativity because you ain't happy you would have been happy though had you taken more time and had you not been playing these games sometimes you're playing games with him he's playing games with you we're playing games with each other trying to see who could win but it's not a competition we are not in competition with each other this is getting to be very long. I, I had a lot more to say than I thought. But um, I'm going to do, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and end this right now. Make love, not war. You know, hashtag make love, not war. Um, I'm going to end this right now. We're going to take a quick break. And then I'm going to come back and talk about the Insecure recap for the season finale. Yeah, yeah, that's how I end it. All right, y'all, we're back. Time for the Insecure recap for the season finale. Y'all, my heart is broken. I tried to avoid watching it for so long because I knew as soon, as soon as I started watching it, that was it. For a whole nother year, we're going to have to wait. And Lord only knows what the coronavirus is doing to their filming right now. Like, ugh. But at least we know that will be a part of the storyline next season. It has to be. Um... Since I made the first part of this um, (laughs) this podcast so long, I'm going to try to keep the Insecure Recap brief. I know y'all got things to do. Um, Let's first touch on what happens. You know, we see Issa is still enjoying Lawrence, going about her life. We see Molly um, is having issues with Andrew. Um, Andrew really tried to accommodate Molly at every twist and turn of their relationship but Molly is a very prideful girl and she is she's so hurt from the past and that's what you know that's what I was I didn't even realize these two would correlate but that's what I was touching on in the earlier part of this podcast is that sometimes we let our hurt dictate how we treat others and you know you might mess up something good which is gonna leave you heartbroken or raising kids that are broken because your household is broken because you're just you know it's a whole lot and Molly is kind of on her way but one thing I saw in Molly That really made me feel good was that she was willing to try. She was almost to the point of begging Andrew to stay. So I like that. Um, Sometimes we need to be a little vulnerable in this world, like I said, where, you know, unions aren't valued. Sometimes a guy might tell you, you know, he's having issues with you and you're just like, bye. You don't like how I am then bye instead of compromising or trying to adapt to each other. You're just ready to leave. And I like that Molly is finally over that. Um of course, she um at the beginning she had yet to resolve things with Isa, but you know in due time. Um when Molly got that call, I knew it was going to be something crazy, but I didn't even think about it being um not Kelly tiffany it being tiffany like missing like i liked that that was a sub storyline because no one really paid attention to that blossoming storyline i kind of noticed it i don't know if y'all realized it in one of the podcasts i did but in one of the episodes i was mentioning how she needed that break and you know That was a very real point. But then it kind of faded into the background again. And I think that was meant to fade into the background and not be a top running story because that is how a lot of new parents feel. They feel like, you know, with their friends who don't have kids, um, that they are just left out and left behind and left to die and struggle in, in solitude with being a new parent whether it be a woman or a man and sometimes it could be overwhelming and I like that they close out the season with that because we needed to see that we need to check on our quote-unquote strong friends Tiffany was always one of the strong ones throughout the seasons you even found out in one of the seasons I think it was the second that her husband had an affair and lived in a hotel for a few for, for a few months you know what I'm saying like But she didn't let that show. And then on hearing that, you're like, damn, she's strong. But what happens when the strongest one needs a shoulder, needs some help, needs to cry? That is why I like that they closed it off with that. Man, that was something good. And sometimes, um, you know, like it did in this episode, tragedy brings friends back together. And while Issa's going through her stuff, Molly's going through her stuff, you know, in their own separate lives. I like that the tragedy brought them back together um because they need each other right now your friends should not be at the very top of your priorities when you have relationships your partner should be very close to the top um but your friends are definitely needed and you know there's a lot of us out here just like i'm just gonna do me i'm gonna do me by myself but how many times have you cried by yourself you know what i mean even if you just have one friend or one family member your family members can be your friends because we love you we may not like you you know what i mean like everyone can love each other and not like each other at the same time so it could just be that one friend or that one family member but sometimes you just need them just to listen and with hold on let me not skip over this part isa and lawrence like oh my god he has this job and you can tell they're both afraid of what that might mean but not only that like Lawrence got um Condola pregnant and and here's the thing like Lawrence knew he wasn't over Issa all them little sex relationships he had after Issa he was fucking his way through his problems he knew he wasn't over here that's why I don't I think that we do need to take more time like you took the rubber off for what for what we were safe we were always safe were you really always safe because there was sometimes condoms are 99.9 percent effective if you use them correctly so if it breaks hop out and get a new one you know what I'm saying you should not be staying in there after you have already come, because there is more of a risk of it breaking, and then if it breaks, whatever you did inside of it can come all out. And there's babies made out of situations that are, you know aren't relationships. You see what I'm saying? Like it all plays in. So at one point there was some sort of <laughs> some some mistake made, and now there's a baby involved. And Condola clearly waited until she knew knew, and she does know no and now this is a problem for Condola. Lawrence and now Issa who's hoping to get back adjusted with Lawrence that's a big one Lawrence didn't do anything wrong by having a relationship with Condola because he was single however now Issa has to pay for it and I'm sure she's going to take that out on him and that's going to be one of the top storylines next season um, how they're dealing with it. Them dealing with condola. Condola's hormones causing her to act and feel a certain way. Lawrence conflicted. Lawrence seems like a good guy. And and remember in The Game, the TV show, The Game, with um, Derwin and Melanie. Remember when Derwin had the baby with Janae? And he was conflicted after he got back with Melanie because he wanted to be a good dad. But he wanted to, he knew he loved Melanie. But, you know, he didn't do anything wrong by getting Janae pranked. Well, I mean, you know there's some wrong there's some accountability that needs to be taken there but what I'm saying is he didn't do anything wrong to Melanie when he got Janae pregnant because he was in a relationship with Janae however he knew he wasn't over Melanie and now there's this baby and babies can cause conflict when you're not with the child's mother okay and you're trying to have a new relationship this child needs stuff the mother is going to feel she doesn't know whether she wants to be with you or she just wants you to be around your kid or she just wants to be mad at you and it's going to be a conflict. So, Issa's facing that same conflict that Derwin and Melanie and Janae had. Yeah, it's Lawrence, Condola, and Issa now. They're all going to play this shit. And I'm excited to see how that storyline folds out. I hope that people are not just watching this show for entertainment, but actually watching it for the message. Like, there's several different messages that pop up, you know, especially with the friendship breakdown of Molly and Issa. Someone has to be the bigger person. Someone has to address it. Or it may disappear completely with all the issues going on I love how Tiffany Tiffany's husband uh, Derek stood by Tiffany um, even with her breakdown because some men would have been like bitch have you lost your damn mind and not being sensitive to the fact that motherhood can be um, can affect a woman mentally hell fatherhood can affect a man mentally you know and that postpartum depression first off is a big issue and black women you know they don't normally address it they just try to fight through it um and you know I've talked to different guys um and in my dating you know I've dated a guy that had a baby mama and you know I asked him like well what happened with you and your your baby your child's mother and well you know I loved her but it was like when she got pregnant it was just too much and we ended up breaking up like because of the hormones that's not a reason to break up that's not a reason to split up the family but that's what we've been we've all been taught to abandon when the going gets tough so to abandon what we're doing um and that's that's not what you should do at all it really isn't but you know people do what they do. Um, but I'm focusing on Insecure now. But that part of the other part of the podcast episode is over with. I'm sorry, guys. I keep going back there. Anyway, so I like that Tiffany, uh, Tiffany's husband, Derek, was there for her. And now I think that that storyline is complete because I think there will be resolve. So I don't know if Amanda Seals will come back next season because she's been kind of fading out. And, you know, she had that issue with Issa, like real life director Issa instead of just character Issa. So I hope they can resolve that because I actually like her character. It's a good supplement character. Um, it's not a foundation character, you know, not a main character. But we definitely like the supplemental entertainment from it and messages from it. Um, So I like that. I like how Kelly, who in the previous seasons had an issue with her friend being a mother and not having time for her anymore, is now the doting Friend there for her good girlfriend I love it she's ready to throw down on that bus for her friend she's ready to get shot at and get tased by police for by police for her friend like that's true friendship I like that um, and Molly and Issa at the end of it all they finally came back together when Issa walked into that restaurant and it was Molly I was like yes 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 Because Molly and Issa, while drastically different in how they approach things, they benefit from each other. They offer each other unique perspectives to the issues they're going through. And you need that. Talking to yourself will only get you one side and one, you know... Unless you have multiple personalities, which many of us do not. So, unless you have multiple personalities, talking to yourself ain't gonna work. You need someone else. And if it can't be your partner or your spouse, it needs to be a good friend. Um, so, I like how this season ended. I'm glad it's been renewed for a fifth season. Because, damn it. Now, this is what I need for the fifth season. If anyone can forward this to Issa's Twitter or something... I need 12 episodes, okay? An hour a piece. I need 12 episodes an hour a piece or 43 minutes after ads. So, well, 43 minutes or 45 minutes a piece or an hour after ads. That's what I need. Okay? At least 45 minutes. It could be longer girl, I'm watching. And like it will be a good season. I'm excited. Nathan Ooh, Nathan hold on I skipped that whole storyline right there hold on so Nathan is still clearly very much into Issa and that is definitely going to be a storyline because while Issa is dealing with the pregnancy impossible like I can see the storyline with Issa next season being that she feels neglected by Lawrence while he's trying to be a good father I can see that storyline coming I'm telling y'all, mark my words, that's going to be a part of the storyline because women were sometimes very needy. I know I'm very needy, and a man with kids does not have time for a needy-ass woman that's not his wife, okay? Because his first priority, especially as a new parent, he's going to put of his effort into his kid only 10% will be for the other shit and Issa's gonna feel neglected Nathan's gonna be there and Nathan you know being the single child free guy that he is is going to be willing I like that he finally said that he is bipolar because we all knew I knew I knew he was bipolar but I'm glad he finally said it um but um Oh, he said that in the previous episode. I touched on that. But anyway, listen. So he has that issue he'll be working on. But I guarantee you, while when he starts progressing through that issue, he's going to have more time for Issa. Issa's going to see him in a whole new light as they become closer friends. And that is going to be a major storyline next season, I guarantee you. Because... That is just too hot of a topic to leave out. What happens when you move on from the guy? He becomes your friend, but now your new man, who is who was once your old man, is now fucking up again or seemingly fucking up because you feel neglected because you're in your feelings because he has a baby. Oh, I can't wait for them to touch on that. I hope that Molly and Andrew are still together in the next season. I love Andrew's character. He, breaks, uh, he defies stereotypes. Um, and Molly is playing into the angry black woman stereotype, but... For good purpose because we're seeing how it actually has a negative effect on her love life so I want that to develop but I want him to stay and I want them to get through it I think her next issue or storyline really needs to be um making partner because I believe that Molly wants to be on the partner track so that's what I want her to deal with being on that partner track because this man's situation she just needs to you know get over that pride and Just be happy. Let yourself be happy. Damn, girl. But yeah, I enjoyed this final episode. 10 episodes was enough. It it kept me. I wish we didn't have to wait till next year for the new episodes. But girl, boy, I am. See, I'm talking to both of y'all, girl, guys, everybody. I am excited because it revived. And how many shows can come back after a year hiatus? And still be so fucking bombed. They got renewed after like the first episode. First or second of the season. They were already renewed by HBO. And HBO don't keep bullshit. So go ahead, man. Y'all go ahead. I can't wait to see what happens. And I can say that I am satisfied, but will be more satisfied. Of course, if we get 12 episodes, at least 45 minutes long without ads. Or an hour long with ads. At least. That's all I'm going to say about that. Anyway, touching on the earlier topic of what I was saying, um, make love, not war, guys. I need us to make love, not war. We were literally made for each other. Hell, let me touch on the the homosexuality for a second because y'all ain't exempt. Y'all are not exempt. I can't say that physically y'all were made for each other. However... I can say that if you're going to engage in relationships where you are now able to be married and able to adopt children and bring kids into the world, some of you are just, um, you know, artificial insemination and things like that, you know, you have a responsibility too. your partner is not your competition. Honestly, I see a lot of um, homosexual couples actually thrive more than heterosexual couples. It's not a competition between hetero and homosexual couples. We all just need to make love, not war. Whoever you're gonna be with, make sure it's the right one, and stop the bullshit games. Work through it, okay? That's all I'm gonna say. I just gotta be real. I'm just, I'm, I'm just being real. real quick guys i know i just ended the episode however this is the end of the chapter not the end of my podcast i'll be coming back in three weeks with some new exciting things for you all different segments different uh a different format which i think y'all will enjoy i'll be working on that for the next three weeks but feel free to catch up on episodes you missed uh chapters one through three and make sure that if you have anything you want to say to me That you message me at MikaKnows at gmail.com Or on Instagram at IamMikaKnows Or on Facebook, <laughs> um Twitter, at MikaKnows It's MikaKnows on everything Except except Instagram, it's at IamMikaKnows You know what I mean? But anyway Y'all definitely hit me up. I can't wait to get some messages from y'all. If you would like to support financially the podcast, you can cash app uh, me at dollar sign Mika knows. Okay, like I said, Mika knows on everything. Or you can contribute directly through the Anchor app. Um, There is a link in the podcast description on Anchor. Or you can um, just keep listening you know, and share and get other people into it. So y'all can talk about it. Even if you want to criticize, I'm here for it. Okay. I should be making my debut appearance on YouTube in the next couple of weeks as well. It's not really my debut. Cause I've been on there making several attempts to do something with it, but they were all unsuccessful. So I'm coming back to YouTube. Um, the podcast will be separate. I will also have a, um, Music station because, as y'all know, Mika knows a lot of things and she knows music. On Station Head, I want y'all to definitely go on Station Head. Download the app. It's completely free. There are different radio stations. Some of them are talk. Some of them are music-based. But they're all good. And if you have Apple Music or Spotify um, subscriptions, then you will be able to enjoy the uh, radio stations on there. So definitely definitely download the app station head okay so we can connect look out for me on youtube go ahead and look up my youtube it's at mika knows and subscribe because when i come back it ain't gonna be no warning okay and we got three weeks for the podcast to come back so y'all enjoy your break for me because it's only gonna get better once i come back and it's gonna be live it's gonna be live all right, um, by the way, there will be an episode that pops up. It's going to just be a random episode, but I will be soliciting some things from you all. Not money, but other things from you all, such as, well, don't worry about it. I'll be asking you all for a contribution into the show as far as different works and um, topics and, you know dear mika knows or mika do you know i still haven't decided what i'm going to call it yet but it's going to be like an advice type of thing um some people actually care about my advice which is freaking crazy but it's actually pretty sane because i'm one of the most logical people i know okay so definitely (laughs) definitely stay tuned guys and i will be back three weeks three weeks three weeks Bye. Did you like this podcast? All right, cool, cool, cool. Look, this is what I need you to do. I just need you to share this, like share this episode, share the whole podcast. Go ahead. Listen, listen, don't be selfish. Go ahead, share the podcast, and watch everybody else enjoy it too.